Special welcome to the very, very first evening's viewing on Rutland Weekend Television. Tonight is a very, very special occasion. And if you don't know what Rutland is, it's one of the smallest counties in England. And that name actually came from a joke 
that John Cleese did. And Eric Idle paid him a pound so he can use the name Rutland Weekend Television. Wow, so I didn't realize... Okay, wait a minute. So I didn't know that was an actual for real county. That It is. I thought it was a made-up county, but no, well, it's a, it's a real Well, uh, yeah. we do have a friend named Harriet who is from Rutland. <laughs> is, she, is she from Rutland? Really? Okay. Yeah, so uh, the, the whole point uh, of the, the TV show was it that it was like, a, um, uh, you know, it's a TV show based in Rutland. So uh, the premise is, uh, you know, they, so they have no budget for their TV show. Which in real life they had no budget for their TV show. Yeah, I think that was yeah that was it, it was produced yeah it was produced by the BBC. But the, it, I mean if you if you watch it, it's just basically uh, I mean it was filmed in like a room the size of my apartment, and and like they had like one day to film it uh, for filming, and they basically every day uh, Eric Idle said they would have to go. It was on the fourth floor of their studio. So when it was time to film, they had to carry all the sets and furniture up to the fourth floor. Yeah, and then the yeah that thing. So apparently, when when he got when they they applied for their funding or whatever, when they when, they, when the series got picked up, the BBC gave them the budget for uh they called they call it a presentation show, mm-hmm. like, like a news show, as opposed to like an actual like yeah. like filmed on location show. So they had this really yeah. minuscule budget, so they kind of had to work with that, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like no money, but the premise of the show was that it's a show that was made on a shoestring budget, and uh, um. Basically, the look and feel, it just feels very Monty Python-ish in itself. And it even had, like, animation, like, in the title, and sometimes as the interstitial, like, between uh, programs or set pieces. Right. And it looked very Terry Gilliam-ish, though it wasn't Terry Gilliam. Now, that, that, the opening, like, the opening intro for Rutland, yeah, that's very Terry Gilliam-ish. The very, you know, the, the, yeah. guy, the guy plowing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Terry Gilliam, as we all know, was the uh, animator for Monty Python and went on to do such movies as The Brothers Grimm and some other movies. <laughs> I just need, like, his worst movie yeah, on purpose. <laughs> Brazil. Brazil is oh, probably his best movie. Yeah. Either. I know, I know. Time bandits. Yeah, but the big, but the other big uh, component that, that separated or also was a link to Monty Python was. Uh, uh, Neil Innes, who um, uh, did like he, he did a musical songs like throughout uh, each episode, and he's known from a band called Bonzo Dog Do Da Band, yeah, yeah. which uh, he first worked with Eric Idle in 1967 on a show called Do Not Adjust Your Set. Um, that show also featured. Um, uh, Terry Jones and Michael Palin. It was kind of like a kid show, but kind of one of those kids shows where it was just kind of surreal and adults really liked it mm-hmm. as well. So, um, so it, Neil Innes was the other guy who was like, uh, uh, an integral part of the show. And did you know, like the, the, the Bonzo dog do da band <laughs> was featured in the magical mystery tour. Well, they, no, that was cause I liked that. I really like, uh, if you could play a clip from urban space, I like that urban space, man. I like that song. That's pretty good. I'm the urban spaceman, baby. I've got speed. I've got everything I need.
He's also mm-hmm. also that's Neil Innocent. He's also also the um, in Monty Python the Holy Grail. He's the uh, the musician that, that follows the Sir Robin, and he's the one that sings the, the Sir Robin's tale. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin! So no, he he wrote, he wrote for the movie. He wrote the Knights of the Round Table, and yeah, brave Sir Robin. He also appeared in the movie as a guy who gets a cow dropped on him <laughs> and a guy who gets the uh, Trojan rabbit dropped on him. Yeah, so I, I've been to <laughs> I've, I've been to that castle. That's up in that's not too far away. It's up by Perth, and uh, it's called the Monty Python Castle. But it's really weird because <laughs> it's kind of in the middle of this town. But like the way they filmed mm-hmm. it was that, like, you're in this castle, and however they filmed it, they made it appear, like, if you watch the movie, it looks like that castle's in the middle of nowhere, but it's actually, you know, in the middle of this little village, you know? So it's interesting that you go there. Yeah, yeah, If you you go to the castle, um, uh, Schoon Schoon Palace, I think? Uh, Schoon Palace, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you go there, uh, Terry Jones does the uh, narration. He does the uh, audio. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and one other feature about the Bonzo uh, Dog Doodah Band um, is that they are credited. They had a song that another band picked up on in whose name, and the song was called Death Cab for Cutie. Guess what band named themselves after that? <laughs> I saw that. I saw, I, saw, I, I saw that clip on YouTube, and I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, that yeah. Was like before you even told me yeah. about it. And then I was like, it's some other. I was like, Oh, dude, all right. <laughs> okay. Well, that night, cutie, call a cab She left her east side drum so drabble. Exactly. So, they, so you know, they had, like, the street creds. Like, you know, uh, the Beatles loved them. So Neil Innes was actually called the seventh uh, python. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he came in in the last series. He might have done music throughout, but I think maybe mostly in the last uh, series of Monty Python after John Cleese left, right, uh, right. he did a lot of the songs. So uh, he and Eric Idle went on but uh, to do Rutland Weekend Television. But essentially I was reading this like interview from 1975. You know, it was very much the uh, Eric Idle show. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, Interesting. It's interesting watching it now. Like I watched that. Like the, if you watch the first episode, so the first episode starts with that animation that we were talking about. But then mm-hmm. that that first skit. The, 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 then then there's the the Eric Idle is the kind of the the, the guy welcoming you to the the program. And yeah. Then then they had that first skit, which is like the talk show, where it's like they're just mm-hmm. people just uh, you know just talking nonsense. I mean, just like the yeah. Dark, Dicklebottom, you know, it's like that kind of stuff. And I was yeah. like, dude, that would never, that was on TV. You know, that was on a network TV in the UK. It's like that would never fly in the state. Ham sandwich, bucket and water plastic, Duralex, rubber McFisher's underwear. Plug rapid emulsion, sick custard without sustenance in Kipling Duff geriatric scenery, maximizes press insulating government, grunting sapphire clubs, incidentally. So absurd. You know, that first little... Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. but that's more like the history of British comedy, yeah. you know? So it it was like, and, and strangely enough, that uh, they called it Rutland Weekend Television, and they would get letters. Well, first of all, the first episode got more complaint letters than any show on the BBC up until that point. <laughs> but but uh, Neil Ennis, uh, in this interview, he said that they would actually get people writing in uh, 
thinking it was a real television show filmed in Rutland. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it goes with, you know, but it does feel very Monty Python-ish because it's just like, um, so like in Monty Python, uh, like Graham Chapman and John Cleese would write together. Uh, They would do like, like a good example of one of their sketches is like the dead parrot sketch Mm -hmm. where they kind of like, they used to call it like in this book I read, uh, thesaurus comedy where you do like long lists right, of yeah. things those guys were into the word those guys were into the words yeah yeah those two were. and yeah. then uh terry jones and, and michael palin were more of kind of the physical you know sight gag thing a good example would be like um what's that one where like uh, the guy's playing piano and his arms oh, get yeah. cut <laughs> yeah, off and yeah. things like that yeah. so that's like that's like, those kind of guys uh thing and then eric idol would be the only one uh who would like just write on his own he would write his own sketches. And a good example of, like, his sketch would be uh, the nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Yeah, yeah. Sort he was, of sketch. He was a really good, he's a really good, like, smarmy TV host kind of character. That was his, his thing. Yeah, like, he was, like, a wordsmith yeah. as well because he went to uh, Cambridge mm-hmm. along with uh, – uh, he was in the Cambridge Review. Right. That's all the- uh, so, yeah, but then he watched the show, and it's just like, yeah, it's kind of like the, all the Eric Idle sketches – a Monty Python, and then songs with Neil Innes. Yeah, you know what's what's weird is like cause I'm like you know I grew when I grew up you know it's so like I had we had um, they would show SCTV on on mm-hmm. on the TV so like I had that the, the choice of like they would show it up against Saturday Night Live so you had the you had the choice of like ooh do I watch the last half hour of Saturday Night Live or watch <laughs> SCTV you know because the last half oh hour no of they put Live they put it always against shitty each other. yeah and the la- but the last half mm-hmm. hour of Saturday Night Live was always shitty you know so you go oh I go watch it. so I started watching SCTV and I think. SCTV did a way better job of like kind of setting up its own year. Like this doesn't like when I watched Rutland TV, like it doesn't really set it up as a universe. You know, it just just like mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so you don't you don't get the whole this is Rutland TV station other than the name. You know, it's like you don't get any weird like program. I mean, it's just it it didn't seem quite all the way to the bill that they were trying to sell Mm -hmm. to me for me basically you know it's like an okay version it's not that great no that's the thing you know i think i think like sketches went on for like i was like you know i i watched about like half of each of the two series uh and they they, they would just have like some sketches go on for like 10 minutes yeah it's but there are a couple of classic sketches like um I, I think what I saw that I liked the most was uh, it was their Christmas special and George Harrison was on it and they get like uh, and the he's like he's the pirate yeah yeah he's building up like uh, George Harrison is gonna come out and sing sing his songs sing his hits and he comes out as a pirate thirty pieces of uh, pirate. Good evening. Uh, hi, Long John. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, yes, you'll be able to sing in a minute. Thank you. Yes, in a minute, ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable Lennox of the Quiet One from the Fab Four will be here to sing you some of his besties. I'm not here to sing, I'm here to act. Act? Yes. Here? Yes, a hide in right on the dead man's chest. The pirate sketch. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, there's uh, there's no pirate sketch down on the running order, I'm afraid. No pirate sketch down here, see? Yeah, like, that was uh, pretty good, yeah. You're, you're here to sing, he's like, no, no, I'm here to act. Yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm here for the pirate sketch. Yeah, he's like, he, no, no, you're here to sing. Yeah, then there's that whole, there's that whole Harrison Beatles connection. They they said like, even the Beatles were like, they 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 were saying, 
they thought that Monty Python was carrying on their kind of legacy, you know, as far yeah, as they were like the know. Beatles of comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like Harrison, like, you know, bankrolled, um, what was it? Uh, Life of Brian and a couple other films, you know, for those guys. Oh yeah. 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 He had a production company. Yeah. So, I mean, he was... and then the, and did you see the end of that George Harrison bit? So he comes out as a pirate, but then in the end, he's like, um, Neil Innes's band is playing like the musical riff to, um, what was his song? My, My Sweet Lord. Lord. Yeah. Or... <laughs> they started, but then he, yeah. So he comes in and he, and he comes in. He's like, finally, we got George Harrison who's going to sing. And then they do the musical riff of My Sweet Lord. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm Bob the Pirate. I'm a pirate. I like to be a pirate, a pirate's life for me. All my friends are pirates and the same a BBC. That's such a good twist. But then they kind of go into it. Then they, they, they kind of give in. They go, yeah, we'll start playing a pirate song. Yeah, yeah, because they're like, because I thought that's what they're going to do. Yeah, because they start playing the My Sweet Lord is what they start playing. It's like, doo, doo, doo. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like one of those cheesy yeah. ones where it's just like, okay, well, we got to have the rock star do like his 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 song mm-hmm. <laughs> no no that was like just a good twist it got me i didn't know i didn't see it coming so what was the deal <laughs> so what was the deal with um you were saying something about toad the wet sprocket oh yeah 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 so one of their i think one of my favorite sketches that i saw it was like i think it's like a parody of a show that was on it was called the old gay whistle test which is oh yeah it says here <laughs> on one of the it was it was a parody of a tv show called the, the old, old gray, gray whistle, whistle test, test. Yeah. Yeah. which is like this whispery sort of prog rock host yeah. with a beard yeah. whispering bob i guess they call it and uh um so eric idol is playing like the host of this prog rock show and um the band he had on was named uh toad the wet sprocket and i shall be talking as usual like this wow but first on whistle test here's our studio group toad the wet sprocket and then in this interview with Eric Idle, um, he said, uh, yeah, I just thought of the most silliest sounding uh, name for a band I could think of. And then uh, like years later, like I guess it was, um, in the 90s or early 2000s, whenever that band Toad the Wet Sprocket <laughs> uh, was actually around, um, uh, he was like driving in L.A. And uh, he heard like the radio DJ go, next up, we have a song from Toad the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> and he was driving like he almost like crashed his car because he couldn't believe it. But yeah, uh, that, oh, okay. yeah I mean, that, okay. so that's yeah, another yeah. social or, or, or kind of like a cultural uh, footnote is that they got their name from uh, Rutland Weekend Television. <laughs> I wonder if those guys even knew. I mean, they must they must have somehow. Known. No, they didn't know. No, no, no. Because then because I, I was watching and they went Toad the Wet Sprocket. So immediately I Googled Toad the Wet Sprocket yeah. and then on their Wikipedia page it said, well, the Wikipedia page got it wrong. They said they, they said they got the name from a Monty Python sketch, and right. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, no. yeah, no, <laughs> Rutland Weekend Television. Yeah. No, 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 sir. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 Wikipedia. That's what we're here to correct. Did you correct it? Did you correct the article? <laughs> oh no, no, no. We should no, go no. back. I'll go back and but, do it uh, for you. <laughs> oh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Notation. I do, and, and and we can cite we can cite the podcast now. There you go, dude. Mm. <laughs> Here, 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 here. We, <laughs> we, we, we set the record straight. Right. It's all about <laughs> SEO, dude. SEO, man. Web yeah. Media. All right. So, so another on. funny thing of that one sketch, and I think this, those were, were probably noting two of the funniest sketches on there, is that it was this prog rock thing, and they had uh, um, uh, Stan Finch, the world's first all-dead singer. 
So uh, they just had this like dead rock star in a chair, but they would do all those like really cheesy seventies prog rock effects, like zoom cam and just like multi-layer, like you would see like in a can video. And uh, it was just a dead guy, really. Next on Whistle Test, I have with me Stan Fitch, the first all dead singer. Stan, welcome to Whistle Test. Yeah, right. Well, now Stan's going to do a number for us off his next album called Even Further Beyond the Grave. But, but uh, I guess the main thing that brought Rutland Weekend Television was it was the birthplace of uh, what what famous thing you brought it up earlier? I don't know. You tell me, Harmon. The the R- R- the Ruddles. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So um, what later went on to be like uh, I would actually say that this was probably Eric Idle's biggest sort of non Monty Python thing. Oh, it has to be because. Uh, he basically did really shitty kind of movies. Sorry, not <laughs> shitty if you want to be a guest on here in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah, well, you can see, you know, you can definitely see where it's kind of Spinal Tap, you know, that stuff. They got their stuff from the raw, especially in that, that, that Rutland, the, the, the clip that was, that was on the episode of Rutland TV that first was it the first episode or whatever the one where the the guy's mm-hmm. sick he's sick and he's sick with like Ruddle he's in love or whatever that was when they, when they had that clip yeah. of the Ruddles when they showed them like in the TV studio and that was just like okay that was really that's totally where you know Spinal Tap got their stuff from and but they did a really good job of of mocking that kind of uh, 1960s kind of you know Beatles feel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's basically the Ruddles were the first uh, mockumentary. Um, I, I, At least music mockumentary. I can't really think of any mockumentaries so, yeah, before they, that. They did, they did, you know, I mean, Woody Allen did that um, that take the money and run. I'm sure other people had done it before, but, you know, that was like Woody mm-hmm. Allen had done the kind of the mockumentary. But, like, yeah, the, the I think the, the Ruddles was kind of like kind of – but it's pretty successful for a mockumentary kind of thing. But it kind of fit into the format because, like, Neil Innes would do a lot of popular parodies of musicians of the day. Like, he had, like, this Gary Glitter uh, character, um, Stoop Solo. And then he would do, like, there was, like, they did, a, like, a, a Tommy um, parody. I think they called it Tommy. And uh, he, he would do, like, Bob Dylan's. All the prophets of doom can always find room in a world full of worry and fear so i guess it, it just kind of fit in that sort of uh uh cred that you know they they did the beatles as yeah. well yeah i mean i actually i actually wrote down some actual notes for this yeah it was interesting in that in that same <laughs> skit in that same skit yeah. they, when they, when they're talking about the 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 um the joke. So the joke was that people were in love, and then and then they transferred. Yeah. They, that got into the the, the Ruddles thing. But what's really, what's really interesting in that is they talk about. Um, they said, "Oh, this is mentioned in the Lancet, which is actual like a for real UK publication. Like the uh, that's like the biggest medical UK publication was the Lancet, and they talked about this disease. But they made a they yeah. made a, in that in that in that same skit they made a couple reference they made a big reference to Donny Osmond." 
which I thought was yeah. It was like yeah, there's a lot of people suffering from Donny Osmond love disease, and then but then they also <laughs> said Gary Glitter too. So they met, they dropped Gary Glitter in there and it was like ooh hello. Yeah, pre pre pedophile <laughs> yeah. or at least pre knowing he's a pedophile. Yeah, pre knowing he's a pedophile. <laughs> and then um, what was interesting? The only thing I was to say was that. Um, there's, I think, I don't know if it was in that episode, it was in one of the other, one of the other episodes, is, uh, Eric uh-huh. Idol's American accent is pretty bad. Like, they do, they, they try to do, like, an American chat show, and everybody's accents are just really just not good, you know, for, yeah. for doing Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, even from Monty Python, I remember watching those, and just, like, every time somebody tried to do an American accent, just wasn't that, it was, it was, it was so over the top, it was ridiculous, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. So um, how, how it came to be, though, so after they did it on uh, Rutland Weekend Television, uh, uh, Eric Idle would be asked to be, like, the host of Saturday Night Live. And one of the times he was host of Saturday Night Live, they showed that clip of the Ruttles on Saturday Night Live. I feel good, I feel bad, I feel happy, I feel sad, you think I'm in love? I must be in love. And he told uh, Lauren Michaels, uh, you know, I'm thinking of doing like a BBC, you know, like a 90 minute special on the Ruttles. And, and Lauren said to him, like, uh, why don't you just do it for NBC? You'll get more money. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. So uh, so Lauren ended up pitching it to NBC and uh, they did it. So I think initially it was like a 60-minute sort of uh, uh, TV special, and they got uh, Gary Weiss, who used to be like direct all these shorts right, on Saturday shorts, Night Live. Yeah. He was like the director of it, and Eric Idle uh, co-directed it. And what I thought was cool, like looking back, um, the all these like really cool cameos. Like actually, who had a cameo in it is Senator Al Franken. <laughs> well, he had he was he was kind of a star on. You know, he was on Saturday Night Live, so he was, he was, um, yeah, he had a cameo in that, but he had a starring role on Saturday Night Live for, you know. Not, not a starring role, he was just a writer back then. Well, he was so a writer, was but just, he also, yeah. but then, do you remember the, when they had the Franken and Davis stuff? Remember Franken and yeah, Davis? Yeah, 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 yeah. but it, that wasn't like a starring thing, that was like, he wouldn't be considered a primetime player no, like at the time. No, he was, he, he was kind of a writer, but yeah, that, it was weird, because like, that was one of the things that I was watching when I was a kid. <clears throat> Whenever they, mm-hmm. they showed the Franklin and Davis stuff, I was like, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that being yeah. the, the low point of the show, going, yeah, I want to watch this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, but he's pretty funny in this. Yeah, yeah. sorry, so, Senator, uh, sorry, Senator Franklin, yeah. just saying. He's a good, yeah, don't, don't say anything bad in case we want him on the show. No, no, I, I just, I took, I just, I just apologize. <laughs> no, I just, I said, I stated my opinion and then said, I'm sorry for thinking that, but not really. I'm not sorry for, you know, I was a kid, dude. Yeah, no, it's all right. Okay, so, um, right. so it was. I think it was like 1978, I think, is when it – it might be 77 or 78. They did the NBC special, All You Need Is Cash. From these streets, very close to the cavern Rutland, came the fabulous Rutland sound, created by the prefab four Dirk, Nasty, Stig, and Barry, who created a musical legend that will last a lunchtime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Neil Innes played uh, Ron, 
who was like the John Lennon character right. and Eric Idle uh, played Paul. And surprisingly, like, so, you know, Eric Idle wrote uh, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, but he didn't write a single song for it. It was like Neil Innes wrote like all the songs. And uh, um, I think he wrote like about like 30 of them or so. Yeah. I mean, and there, there's like, that's right, go ahead. sorry, what? No, 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 <laughs> no go ahead. ahead. Now, I was going to say, no, dude, you can still hear. They'll play, like, I will hear on BBC, uh, like, like Cheese and Onions. They'll still play Cheese and Onions, like, every once in a while, like, as, like, a real song. They'll still play it on the radio. Like, like it's a normal, regular song, you know? So, cheese and yeah, onions. and the funny... Yeah, yeah. So, no, the songs, some of them are good. Like, yeah. um, you know, like during their innocent days, instead of I want to hold your hand, uh, they did hold my hand. <laughs> well, what was the one they did? What was it instead of help? It was stop. Was it stop? Ouch. Stop? Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. You're breaking my heart. Yeah, so uh, one time, I, I like uh, Eric Idle and uh, Neil Innes were hanging out with uh, George Harrison and Ringo Starr. Um, I think at like George Harrison's house, maybe. And the two of them, like Ringo Starr and George, like broke into a version of "Ouch." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but um, so with the Beatles. So there was someone who owned the Beatles back catalog, and they actually tried to Michael sue, Jackson. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, they actually tried to sue the, the Ruddles, and they had to prove that uh, Neil Innes, when he was writing the songs, wasn't listening to Beatles songs at the same time, that he was doing it from memories of listening to Beatles songs. Really? And that's, yeah, it was ridiculous, but he won the case. And the only right. one, so, you know, they're friends with, like, you know, uh, George Harrison and Ringo, and they would run the songs by them to make sure it's, like, not like too close to what uh, they have. Yeah. And the only one was like, um, it was uh, a version of get back that they called get up and go, <laughs> get up and go, get up and go. Yeah. So that was the only one where they go, you might want to rewrite it. And, uh, <laughs> But the irony is, like, later in life, Neil Innes actually sued Oasis, who Oasis was always known for, like, taking, like, Beatles riffs. But they actually sued them for taking a uh, Ruddles riff. Really? Which, which, which <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God, I'm going to have to Google it. Right, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Come yeah. prepared. Come you want prepared. Me to Google it? It's all right. It's yeah, well, I know. I know. The kids probably want it's, to know. That's yeah. what Google's for. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it, just note that um, Neil Innes, like, um, tried you'll, to sue Oasis. All right, you'll edit this part. I don't know if he won or not won, but uh, um, so Oasis was taking secondhand Beatles stuff from <laughs> the Rebels. From the Rebels. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. But there's great cameos in there, like uh, George Harrison's in there, like Mick Jagger's in there, um, uh, Belushi, Dan, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray plays Bill Murray the K. 
Yeah, Bill Murray the K. Murray the K. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because who who's the Beatles DJ? It was Murray. Oh, that guy. It was Murray the K. Murray the he, K. He kind of, yeah, so he's... he was some. Yeah, he was some like New York DJ who just yeah. like, started hanging out with the Beatles and he started calling himself the Fifth Beatle. Yeah, Murray the K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was like the first New York DJ to like yeah. to really give him like a lot of airtime. Come on, flushing animals. What do you want to know? What do you want to hear? If you call me up. At 555-2160 and say you won't hear anything but the Reynolds, I'm going to come looking for you. So yeah, he played Bill Murray the K and uh, um, uh, Dan Aykroyd's in it and uh, Gilda Radner. I, I think Belushi plays like a promoter and uh, or no, Belushi plays like their former uh, promoter, Ron Decline. Decline had a reputation as a hard man. His only weak spot was dishonesty. Anyone was free to inspect his books, but no one could find his accounts. He struck terror into the hearts of his subordinates. And Al Franken and Tom Davis are like his heavies, like his <laughs> bodyguards. <laughs> and they all wear like white turtlenecks. You know, and, and um, Al Franken has like a big Jufro at the time. <laughs> well, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's going to be another episode. You know, Franken and Davis wrote a movie. Like he came out in the seventies. That that should be a whole. Oh movie. yeah, that'll be another episode, dude. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's about Wisconsin, dude. It's all about. Yeah. It's kind of like. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Was it was it like their 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 version of Strange Brew? It was like their version of with with the Mackenzie brothers of Days of Confused, dude. It was, it was like that. Oh really? So like, yeah. So we'll to, that'll be a, so that's another episode. That's a teaser. I'm dropping. Ha, a have teaser. you seen it? No, I haven't. So we can watch that. That's it. The kids will like that. <laughs> Yeah? Be, yeah. Uh, no, I, no, no, it sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah, okay. So what I like is like um they're like they're interviewing his his manager and it's like, so what did what did you like about the Beatles? I, I think it was like his wife about uh his manager and uh who I think it was like Leggy Mc somebody. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I, I like their trousers. They're they're just <laughs> very they're, that was like an ongoing to- joke that that was like the big appeal of the Ruddles. Well what did he like? Well, um, uh, the trousers. What about the trousers? Well, they were, uh, they were very, um, tight. Oh, his, their manager, Leggy, uh, in, in one of the credits, he's credited for discovering the Ruddles. Yeah. And and then he wrote the biography about discovering the Ruddles called A Cellar Full of Boys. Yeah, there you go, dude. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, but here's, here's something I didn't even know until, like, last week that uh, in 2002... Eric Idle did a sequel to uh, The Ruddles. Really? Okay. Called uh, Can't Buy Me Lunch. And how, how'd that go? Well, have you ever heard of it? No. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it's pretty have you, bad. Have you watched it? Really? I watched half of it. I, only, I could <laughs> only find half of it on uh, Vim, um, I think it was like, yeah, Vimeo. But, um, yeah, it's basically the same movie. And they're just using outtakes that they didn't use in the original Reddits thing. And there's more famous people. Basically, just went to, like, his famous friends and did, like, interviews with them. Right. Like Steve Martin and, uh, um, you know, Carrie Fisher's in it. Okay, dude. All right. Well, and, well she was married but, to – she was married to – Paul what? Simon. Paul Simon, yeah. And then, Wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. But then she was also boning some other, like – she yeah she was like in that whole crew 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it's really awful. but uh yeah but you know yeah so anyways you know it's like the runnels place in history it's like the first mockumentary um yeah and it had all these great cameos from uh uh the original snl but but strangely when it first aired on uh nbc it got very low ratings oh okay yeah so what, what 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 year did that go out uh, I think it was like 1977. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll try. Or, I'll... or 78. Maybe it was on, uh, it tell me on Wikipedia, all you need is cash was on 1978. Okay. So I was, yeah. I was, but that's I, Wikipedia. I was, so I, I got, I got sucked into a time loop. I was trying to look up, um, Al Franken's movie. I know Al Franken and Tom Davis did a movie about Minnesota that like, I, I will find it. Oh, you think of the Cohen brothers? No, no, dude. This is, this is like before. It was before Minnesota was cool, dude. Oh right, okay, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, uh, all the Beatles like really loved the uh, the Ruddles. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, they, the, the the only one they thought they might have gave him a cold shoulder was Paul, who didn't think it was too funny. Well, Paul. But then uh, uh, Eric Idle said his wife Linda liked it, so then he he kind of came around to it. Mm-hmm. And they weren't sure how John was going to react, but, you know, John was pretty funny, and he liked it, and Yoko yeah. even liked it. Yeah. And it's it's like the John Lennon character in Ruddles, uh, uh, he ends up getting married to who would be considered the Yoko Ono character, who was Hitler's daughter. <laughs> Chastity, a simple German girl whose father had invented World War II. Yeah, the John Lennon character marries a Nazi. Yeah, that's it. That's, there you go, dude. Actually, so the Rutland stuff came out of that um, that Rutland Weekend TV, you know, which is like you don't really know about Rutland because I didn't really know that much about it until you were telling me about it. And then, but then, yeah, know, this, this, the Ruttles thing was like way bigger than the TV show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, uh, going back to Rutland Weekend Television, and I guess you know, here we are, almost on the wrap up of this, is that its impact, though you might not have heard of Rutland Weekend Television, its impact is, you know, first of all, you know, it probably, you know, influenced the style of Second City TV, and I'd almost go as far as uh, uh, influencing Alan Partridge. Yeah, I think so. And I wanted to bring up one other one because I was watching this. Have you ever seen? Yeah. Um, have you seen the the Fernwood Fernwood Tonight, which is like actually because it's really weird because Fernwood Tonight debuted like a year after this show, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like that was yeah Martin yeah Mull. yeah that was Martin Mull mm-hmm. and Fred Willard. Oh, Fred Willard. And it was the same thing. They were playing. They were like, this is a small small town like, yeah TV? small town TV talk show. You know, I, I just I think the thing that bugs me about the Rutland thing is that they didn't mm-hmm. do a a good job. Of, like, if you just if you just watch the show and you don't know anything about it, you'll never get the this is a small town TV show. Like, you don't get that from just watching it. You know. Especially well, I, I think if you, you if you lived in the UK, you probably would because like Rutland is an actual place, and I think that's part of the joke that it's like going you know, Rutland and no, it's I... Rutland weekend television. And you would get that joke much like when Alan Partridge and what I like the second series of uh, Alan Partridge, when he's doing morning radio in Norwich, right. good morning Norwich, you know, and you know that that's like a 
crappy small town. Not, I think well, Rutland is. I heard it's beautiful. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, mean like, I do live in the UK, like you say. I, but I did know Rutland was a real place. But like, but no, if you just watch the show, though, if you just you, okay, I don't know anything mm-hmm. about. It. You just yeah, watch yeah. the show. There's no, you don't get like on all these other shows. Like SCTV did really good with it, and then the Fernwood Tonight was really good with it. We, they they kind of reminded mm-hmm. they they reminded you it was like, hey, we're watching. You, this is a small town TV. Show. You kind of you got reminders of that all the time. And that Rutland right. TV, you never like that first the first episode is you know starts off with the intro, and then it has the guy you know drinking champagne. Okay, we're having a party. We're opening the studio, and then there's that first sketch, which is all nonsense. The one we were just talking about, which is like. The guy going bingle dingle bottom, you know, which is like, which is, it's, it's interesting and it's like kind of da-da in a way and it's really cool, but that has no, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with a small town TV show, you know? I mean, right, right. You know, so it's just like an absurdist sketch yeah, absurd in this framework of a yeah, small town yeah, TV exactly, show. Exa- exactly. Exactly. So yeah. They never, they never explored, I think, n- unlike these other shows that came later, I don't think they explored it enough, which I think, you know, cause I really liked the SCTV and I really liked, uh, and for what tonight, man, if you go back and watch those, those are, there's yeah. some pretty funny stuff. It stands the test of time. It does. Yeah, it does. It's, it, it stands the test of time because they say, they point out constantly. Yeah. We're just a small town team, you know? So it's like, right, right, yeah. right, right. So everything that's just cheap and doesn't work. They go, yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah. And, <clears throat> I think SCTV was really good at that because SCTV is also really good at like because they would play their promos for for their their upcoming yeah. shows that would never you know they'd never play and stuff. <laughs> and they, yeah, uh, and yeah, great cast thing. and yeah. all that. Yeah. I mean, I think this this one not only I think it's more country centric, like a lot of jokes like are a just purely British and you might not get them, but b um, it's just like a little bit dated. You know, because they're think, parroting rock stars that you don't even know about. And, uh, and and there's like one episode where there's a lot of jokes about the movie Jaws. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's be it. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. like I'm not like super Mr. UK guy, but I have been here for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think that I yeah. kind of get a lot of the references. But even just watching that show, it's just like, yeah, it, but there's nothing – like it's, it, was, it goes back to my problem of like they never like really established like this is a small town. They had I watched a couple like one of the episodes where they have the the camera girl kind of go out and like she's she has to host the show. You know, mm-hmm. did you see that one? Yeah, where like like it was like the camera lady. They they have nobody else, and so she, they make her go out and sit in the chair and kind of host the show. And that kind yeah. of to me, that's what they needed more. They needed way more of that kind of stuff. You know. To... Well, there's a couple like uh, it was an ongoing gag where uh, in a few episodes in a row where they would have like auditions, like it would open with audition to be yeah, the, for host. the the Good evening and, and welcome, welcome to Rutland Weekend, Weekend Television. Television. We are, are the Ricochet Brothers, Tony and Nigel Ricochet. That's spelled ricochet, but pronounced ricochet. And we are your hosts for tonight. So that that's the kind of thing I would like to see more of that in there. I just I just I think that uh... yeah yeah. So it was like kind of like a cross between we're a small town show to here's a bunch of surreal sort of Eric Idle sketches. Yeah, exactly. Where the, the, the voice kind of just like went back and forth of yeah. uh, you know, but you know so yeah it's again it's not like a perfect TV show but again the impact is like shows like SCTV and. Um, you know, Alan Partridge and right. Fernwood Tonight. And then, of course, 
you know, the Ruddles, which became like the first musical mockumentary, which, you know, after that came like Spinal Tap and like a zillion other things to follow. So, you know, it's kind of like Mighty Python light. Um, and, and then, you know, went on to be the Ruddles. So, <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's, that's his place in history. It is. That's it his is. place in Comedy History 101. We should ring a bell. You need to ring a bell every time we... we, we no, get I have this. a sting. That was a stinger. Wait, stop. Wait, stop talking. No, no you'll stinger. just notice when I just said okay. that there was there was a sound effect on my voice, a reverb. Okay, good. All right, good. Which so I put it in post. We wrapped, it, we wrapped it all back up at the end, dude. So it's all about comedy history. So uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell, us, tell them where they can subscribe, all the well, subscribe you subscribe courses. to us on iTunes and Google Play. Also, well, I guess we have to tell, we need to figure out where we're going to host this. I got, oh, at, the, at um, rightclicksave.com. Yeah. So, um, and if you have ideas for shows, you could uh, you could tweet us at, or questions or anything we might have really kind of fucked up <laughs> on facts and stuff. Uh, you could tweet me at Harmon Leon on Twitter or via my website HarmonLeon.com. And I'm Scott Colonico at Scott Colonico or at ScottColonico.com. And uh, that's it, people. I read this interview, like old interview, like Eric Idle said he's never going to release this show I on YouTube that. because it was yeah. a bad, uh, a bad, bad period of his point life, in his said. life. Yeah. <laughs> Though uh, I Googled it and it's available on uh, DVD. Yeah, it's there. Oh, is it? Okay. Right, <laughs> it's there. It's out there. And all the episodes are on uh, YouTube. Yeah, so you, you can, can watch, watch the entire two uh, series of it. So yeah, anyways, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, we will talk to you later. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.